boom, 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 and boom. There we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 18 of the Stadia Source Roundtable podcast. Uh, we have absolutely tons to talk about this evening. Um, but before we go into that, I just want to ask each of you how you are doing today. I'm doing pretty well. You don't I'm all like shout at once, do you? I like <laughs> sounding. Uh, can someone pick up my jaw after that PlayStation event there? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I feel the same way, if I'm honest. Uh, absolutely. We we talked a couple of weeks ago about Stadia dropping the dropping the mic or putting five games in pro. What happened there over the last hour or so was dropping the mic. And I notice you've got the uh, PlayStation controller behind you there, Duncan, as well. Yep, we were the watching it. I'm not sure if anybody knew that the best way to watch the, the PlayStation event tonight was the uh, earphones. It's, oh my God, it's <laughs> next gen is now happening. <laughs> uh, the, the goalposts have been moved. It is now time for Stadia to step up. And have- that's, when, that's when we're announcing Duncan's decided to leave Stadia Source to go right for uh, <laughs> OPS2M. Or OPS 5M now. There is a PlayStation source, actually. I noticed that. Oh, is there? I was thinking if they ever want to branch out and do Stadia, then we're in trouble. But, oh well. So, um, yeah, we can talk a bit about the PlayStation uh, event in a little bit if you want. But um, what I want to do, first and foremost as well, is just introduce our guest for this evening. And um, basically, you may have seen him around like Twitter and YouTube Um his content is actually growing quite rapidly on, on YouTube at the moment. And the, the quality of videos that he puts out there are just absolutely immense. Like it's what I kind of strive to be able to put content out from myself, if that makes sense. So I just want to introduce uh, Jem Stadia to you all, who's uh, down in the bottom left there. How are you doing, Jem? What's up, Stadia Source? Jem here. <laughs> <laughs> Making your uh, debut on the channel. Sorry? Making your debut on the Stadia Source channel? Yeah, it's, it's just my intro. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you oversold my channel. I don't think I'm that good. <laughs> to be fair, from what I've seen so far, it's like I wish like I had your kind of presence, if you know what I mean, when, I'm, when we're doing the type of videos. Um, but yeah, I, I'm definitely impressed with what I've seen so far. And you've, you've even taught me a couple of things as well. Um, oh, really? <laughs> I didn't realize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause, things cause, like... Um, um, when you did the uh, the controller um, code thing, I actually kind of looked into that myself a little bit, and uh, I couldn't right, get, yeah. get near enough to what to discovering what you discovered. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some of your findings a little later on, if that's okay. So yeah, um, that's fine. Um, yeah, back back to like the PlayStation event then, because I know you guys have just watched this, and we've got a lot of Stadia stuff to talk about as it is anyway. But I want to kind of give you guys a chance to to talk PlayStation because we're not we we may be Stadia source, but we don't ignore the competition. So, well, I've I've not watched it, so you've got the benefit of uh, enlightening me. I feel like Duncan probably would like to say something about the PlayStation event. <laughs> Exclusive. Exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. Can, can, we, can, can we see a theme here? It was nothing 
bought exclusive after exclusive. There was multi, there's going to be some multi-platform games there in the middle as well. But my takeaway was just all the exclusive games coming to PlayStation. That is how you sell your console. That's how you make it worth five hundred quid if it's going to be five hundred. Six hundred. Uh, that six hundred was a two terror ter- two teraflop one. Well, it actually got or, or two teraflops or two terabyte. <laughs> Whatever. It got it got listed twice, once as a one terabyte model and once as a two terabyte model. But I mean I will say this, seeing that they're doing a digital only version, which is likely <coughs> to need more space, do we think that maybe the digital version will be a two terabyte and the physical media will be a one terabyte with it? I think it would need to be that way, yeah. Um but when you buy physical media you always install it anyways like you install an entire game so you do but it's quicker to install generally with the media isn't it, it like yeah it, with the disc well depending on your internet speed obviously but it's like the old trick with the xbox where you would have to make sure you were offline to install the game then go online just to install the patch uh, it's i mean really i mean a terabyte is nothing now anyway like yeah it's what three four games by the look of it <laughs> like free Call of Duty games and you're done. <laughs> oh, don't don't even go there with Call of Duty. I've literally been downloading it since uh, seven o'clock this morning and it finished. <laughs> literally, what time are we on now? It finished oh, wow. thirty-seven minutes ago for a wow. forty gig update. Well played. <laughs> so we were just talking in in the uh, in the chat room beforehand about the fact that a lot of people criticise Stadia for the fact that. Um, you don't actually own your games um, if they're downloads. Mm. Now we see a discless um, PlayStation coming, which obviously you're going to have to download your games anyway. Do you think that will kind of change people's opinions on on that argument about Stadia at all? No, definitely not. The, that that argument just comes from just hating Stadia. They they're not. It it they're purposely being ignorant. They know the they know the real answer. They just they just don't want to say it. Even though if they do believe it, they just don't want to say it because it's Stadia. But that's what's going to end up being anyway in like a few years with next gen. Well, as well as like that, it's like um, Dan, you've said in the past, and so as you does that um, people still hold on to the physical side. So even though the digital version of the PlayStation is downloadable, they still have the physical console there, unlike Stadia, where it's through the browser or your phone or whatever. I uh, just want to say, but if we're still talking PlayStation here, the the proper trailers have just landed. The 4K 60 FPS trailers are now available because we were even just watching that in 1080p. Oh, so we weren't even watching it. <laughs> we weren't even watching it in the way it was meant to be. So we're shown. thinking that Stadia is going to have to bring the fire at the next connect then. Uh, yeah, definitely. definitely. I think they will. I. If, if the connect, if the connect comes in the shape of what we've had previously, I think we're in some real trouble. Um, I mean, whilst that was a really good show from PlayStation, they've got to keep up the momentum now until sort of I'd say April next year, because they listed a lot of games that were coming either this year or early like first Q of well fourth queue of next of this physical year and 
after that, we're kind of open now. But I mean, that it was it was an awesome show, and they're going to get so much traction with this off the bat. At the moment, I'll be honest, nothing stands up to what that was, regardless of platforms or anything. Now, for me, I I mentioned in our Slack that actually I feel in a really good place for gaming now because I've got Stadia. Uh, I get all the first-party titles on Windows now anyway for Microsoft. And maybe if I looked at a PlayStation, I would have covered pretty much every avenue at that point. But, I mean within now and the release of PlayStation, other than the exclusive titles, if Stadia can show us that they're going to bring a lot of what we can see coming from these other platforms, then there isn't necessarily a big problem. Yes, there are going to be exclusive titles on PlayStation that are going to make people buy the PlayStation. But we're going to get to a point where we have titles that people are going to want to be a part of Stadia for, hopefully, with the first-party stuff. And... Xbox is going to do their bit, but at the moment, it's it is no contest. PlayStation have the narrative. Yeah, and it's it's just actually scary. That last comment, we've got plenty more to show. I haven't shown how everything's going to work. There's just so much more to come, and you know, there's other games coming. But God of War, haven't heard of that yet. It's just mind-boggling what's going to go. Going back to Stadia, Stadia comes out in their Stadia Connect, and this is no disrespect to the the games I'm going to say. If it's indie game, indie game, indie game, what's that going to? That is not going to sell people in the f- face of what has just happened. When the next Connect needs AAA after AAA after AAA, <laughs> just to show. I mean, even if it's games going on to Xbox and PlayStation, they need something because if it's uh, indie game they're just going to get destroyed do you think there's something to say the to be said about the fact that we are still quite early days when it comes to stadia um yeah absolutely. You know I mean? relationships need to be forged still and At and the these triple a's need time to be developed yeah um exactly so we, we're probably looking to well we need to be looking more into the future i think like yeah. maybe into the, you know, I mean, 2021, for example, before we start getting these big announcements, what we expect from PlayStation and Xbox. We've just been distracted. It's the typical magpie kind of thing. We've seen something shiny and just been like, wow. Mm. But that that's, that's the thing with the gaming market, right? It's everything is about now. Nobody cares about what's going to happen in two years time yeah. right now. They'll care as they go through, through the year, but like the thing with gaming is if if you if you demo something or show somebody something they go this is coming in 3 years time or the hype is gone by the end of that week because it's a long time to wait or even worry yeah, about something forget about it yeah yeah i just want to add one more thing about the playstation and everybody else they are appealing to their base what was one of the games demon souls that everybody's been crying or sorry a real hardcore we can go down the hardcore debate again but we won't the hardcore audience have been appealed to with the demon souls uh announcement it's it's ticked every single box out from the games which were showed we're 20 minutes into it 25 when i i was sending the guys here i want every single game on there and it was all ex- basically all exclusives this is what stadia is up against in the short term Okay, so um, kind of moving on from uh, PlayStation then. Obviously, what we like to do when we start off our podcast is just go through what everybody's been playing. 
Um, so I'm going to bring that up now. Um, Jim, we'll, we'll start with you, given that you're our guest. What, what have you been playing this week? Does it have to be a Stadia game? <laughs> no, it could be absolutely anything. It could be okay, so Tetris PC... or Pong, if you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> so for PC, I've been playing Overwatch. Um, that's, the only, that's the only game I play on PC, which is funny because I've been a PC gamer for years. Um, yeah. But for Stadia, lately I, I got into Grid again. I don't know what it is about that game. Like, I don't like, like, I only like arcade racing games, and Grid isn't arcade, but it, I just love the drifting in it, and it just gets me back into it. So, I've been playing Grid quite often this week on Stadia. Okay. Uh, Tommy, what have you been playing? Um, I've, I've tried to play Stadia a few times this week, and uh, I haven't been able to. Well, at times, I've literally not been able to. I'm not talking about today. Um, I've just had a load of real bad connection issues recently, um, mainly with 2K20. So Stadia have reached out to me, props to them for that. We've tried loads of troubleshooting stuff, and it's a little bit hit and miss at the moment. But then I've tried other games where it's been okay. So it may just be an issue with the 2K series instead. Uh, but because of that, I've actually play, been playing a whole lot of Warzone. Um, really enjoying it at the moment. And Season 4 was launched today, which is what the update was for. Haven't played it yet. And I've been playing through Detroit Become Human, which is... I'm late to that, but I wanted to wait to play it on PC. Um, and so far, that's probably made its way into my top 10 games so far. Uh, really, really enjoying that game. I'm, from what I can tell, story-wise, I'm pretty much at the end now. Um, Viva la Revolution, but yeah, that's a really, really good fun game. And interestingly, I don't know if any of you guys have followed or seen this. They're about to release in Twitch a game extension so that uh, the audience can like help you with the choices that you can make throughout the game, which Crowd would be quite choice. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so um look out youtube mm. adam what have you been playing so uh i've been quite busy sorting out the interviews for reviewers however i have managed to play an awful lot of monopoly <laughs> um which included me joining someone's game i did um join a game in in progress and i I'm, i moved twice and i went bankrupt which was always always a good thing to do but um, today I, I had a little bit of something different. I played some Gods and Demons for a bit, for about five minutes. That, that's the one, Gods and Monsters, before it got taken down. But We're going to come to that. <laughs> but we'll come to that later, I guess. <laughs> Peasant boy, what have you been playing? Damn you. <laughs> um, I'll get you back one day. And you, Duncan. Um, yeah, for me, it's mainly been um, Power Rangers, because it's an awesome game. Crew 2, PUBG, and with PC, I've been playing Hydro Engineer. Don't forget, you played a bit of Destiny 2 with us last night. Damn it, I did. <laughs> uh, Duncan, what have you been playing? Apart from uh, with yourself I... before, before we started streaming. <laughs> <laughs> What you said, you haven't seen something that big before. <laughs> Someone's like, come on. <laughs> um, then uh, I've been playing a bit of uh, Destiny 2. 
uh, uh, it was checking out the event which happened at the weekend. Check our YouTube channel for coverage to see if we <laughs> do the pimping here. Um, uh, I've also played a bit of Stormy Army with Kelly. I've played some Minecraft dungeons. Uh, I've played some NH, uh, NHL as well, and some pairs and FIFA. I'm playing both, so there we go. <laughs> so I've had a, a fairly big mix of games this week. So pretty interesting so i've been playing destiny 2 um the crew 2 and i've been playing a little bit of um pokemon uh, shield just because i realized that i'd got right to the end of the game like almost where you have to defeat the champion and i just stopped playing so i figured i might have to jump into that and actually finish it off so i can say i've completed it um other than that i haven't really been playing too much else i don't think i think we had a game of monopoly but that was about it so yeah that's me um so moving on then um i'm kind of going to mix up the order in which i've got these down but i want to uh, first talk about the uh, community update that released today from stadia um in particular obviously the uh, touch screen controls that we've got now um the resolution options that you can change what resolution you want to play at and the wider support for mobiles as well so um if anybody hasn't read it yet there is an article on Stadia Source that you can read, uh, as well as the official community blog as well from Stadia. They're now supporting um, a, a bigger array of OnePlus phones, as well as, um, there we go, Duncan's uh, got it down at the bottom, look. Um, as well as uh, all Android phones that can download the Stadia app can now kind of opt in as an experimental feature to be able to play Stadia. That doesn't guarantee that it will actually work on your phone, um, but it's it's almost like you spelt experimental wrong there, Duncan. <laughs> experimenting. Um, yeah, so obviously it, it may or may not work, or it may, it may work only slightly. So it's kind of at your own um, peril. Probably not the right word for it, but oh well. Um, and uh, yeah. In terms of the, the touchscreen mobile controls, uh, I got a brief chance to play on Destiny 2 with it as well. And I know, Adam, you were asking about this earlier in terms of uh, when you press like the L2 button to obviously aim down your sight, the, the L2 button turns into like a, a mini analog stick as well, so that you can obviously aim down your sight and aim without having to take your finger off. So that was a nice touch. But have any of you guys had a chance to, uh, to play with that yet? Yeah, I've had a I bit always. of a fiddle. I've, I've got it up <laughs> on my phone at a minute. That's, oh my that's god! The with Use your words carefully. <laughs> Honestly, it's. But yes, no, it's good fun. There are um, some things that I've noticed. I mentioned this in the previous video that I did with Duncan as this news broke. Um, I've used something before called Remota to allow me to play games on Steam because I don't like the uh, Steam app. And on that app, you can change the size of the um, on-screen buttons and you can change what it is. So you can put like the letter A on there or you can have it as an analog stick. And I really enjoyed being able to set the size. When I first saw the on-screen um, touch, uh, the touch screen buttons, I thought, oh, they look really, really small. But actually on my phone, and on my tablet, I found it so much easier to play than to play PS4 remote play, for example. 
And that um, radial L1 and L2 is fantastic. It's on, it made playing the division a lot easier, but I know Jem had a different experience whilst playing, what did you say you're playing, crew? Grid. Grid, Grid. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, basically, um, before I even figured out about the L2 button being like, you can move it, um, yeah. I was having trouble breaking on Grid. <laughs> so I just kept hitting walls and stuff, and I just can't break at all. Uh, but yeah, Adam made me realize why that was. Um but I do want to mention about um, the the experimental phone feature. Even though it says it's for like any Android phone that can download the Stadia app can play Stadia now through the experimental app uh, option. But I found out that you could do it on tablets as well as Android TV as well. So uh, so it's more support than you realize yeah. that, than Google has actually mentioned. And has anybody seen the uh, the the option to change your resolution? I've not actually seen it on my phone yet, so I don't know if that's rolled out. Um, but that, I think isn't that's that, going to be a big one. Isn't that only on the Chromecast Ultra? That's what I, I yeah, that's so. only on the Chromecast. That'll be one of them. Yeah, maybe <laughs> I need to read the article uh... again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have to check that out then. So uh, obviously that's a big one as well because I know that I was yesterday we were pushing the limits of what Stadia can do. Um, my brother came round, and I basically forced him to make a Stadia account so that I could play PUBG with him. Um, first ever chicken dinner as well, because uh, he carried me basically. <laughs> and um, so I'm playing on I'm playing on my PC on Stadia. He's playing on the Chromecast Ultra, and then my missus wanted to play the Crew Two because she's literally just bought a Chromecast Ultra and a controller off my uh, father-in-law, her dad. Um, so we've got three instances of Stadia playing at once on one connection, a 70 megabyte download connection. And it was a little jumpy, but it was still playable. So um, I was obviously able to drop my quality settings down to the lowest one, which doesn't bother me, to be fair. Um, so I was playing the 720p. So be, being able to choose what resolution you're playing at is, uh, is a massive win, if you ask me. So it's something that a lot of the community has been... Um, asking for for quite a while i was about to ask you about that then i was going to say like in terms of getting the connection so your speed is the same as mine and i would imagine that if everyone tried to play at 1080p 10 megabytes is strictly not really the low requirement is it you need more than that people have issues mm. when they play it at 10 megabytes but if you can get three on the on the low setting that's that's pretty fantastic still a massive bandwidth really yeah I said it, it only stuttered every like you know what I mean minute or something like that. So it, it was definitely playable. Um it could be the difference between you getting like sniped in PUBG, for example, though. So it's you've got to be a little bit careful, but it's definitely playable. I guess it depends on what game you're playing as well, really. So if you were playing Monopoly, for example, it wouldn't really matter, but <laughs> um yeah. So, uh, has anybody got anything else to uh, add to this before we move on to the next topic? I've got a quick one. Um, the next thing that they need to add to this is gyroscopic aiming. It would be awesome if we could play this without having to actually <laughs> manually aim. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of um, there's going to be a lot of input to upload when you do gyroscoping. But I think that's something uh, the Stadia team probably considered when they were designing their controller. Yeah, because obviously when you're moving, you're you're 
any slight movement will have to be registered yeah, as an input. Wouldn't a lot, it? There's like three axes of um, uploading constantly every, every um, I forgot what the word was now. Um, it's like every cycle. Oh, every tick. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Every tick, it will upload three axes constantly. Hmm. It, may, it may be possible in the future. I don't know, but um, you're definitely right on that one. So, um, I want to move on to uh, a game announcement um, that we got today, which was uh, Windbound. Um, we had a trailer for it, which if you'd give me a second, I shall get up on the screen whilst we talk about it. Um, there we go. So have you guys had a chance to check out the uh, the trailer for this yet? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> so to me, it looks a little bit like uh, one of the Zelda games. Um, I even saw someone say it's a poor man's Zelda, but <laughs> um, this was announced as coming to Stadia. Stadia haven't announced it themselves yet properly, but um, if we kind of if we were to skip to the end, you'd see the the Stadia logo in the bottom right there, and it's coming on August the twenty eighth. Oh, that's right. Um, and th there we go there's the stadia logo there look um and obviously you can pre-order it to receive those uh special items as well i don't know how that works in terms of stadia given that we haven't been able to pre-order as yet but obviously that changed with the destiny 2 um reveal which we're going to be talking about later on as well so um it's not currently on the stadia store but it could be at some point we'll have to keep our eyes out on that so any of you interested in potentially trying this out do you think it'll be a pro game? I'll try it out. I'll definitely try it out. It looks, to me, I was saying to Duncan earlier when we um, were talking about this, it's, um, I don't feel like the trailer gives you enough of an idea of what the game actually is, like what you've got to do, whether it's linear or open world, if it's sandbox or, um, but it looks interesting and it looks good fun. One of those games where so far I would have said no, but after being given it, as a pro game, I, I would enjoy it. So I'm going to take the uh, take the leap this time and just assume that I'm going to enjoy it. Um, yeah, for me, it reminds me a lot of um, Zelda Breath of the Wild, I think it was, that was on the Switch. Yeah. Um, which, again, I really enjoyed that. So for me, I'll definitely give it a go. Duncan, did you have something to add there? Yes, I always mute myself because you don't want to hear me <laughs> rambling and whatnot and calling everybody gobshites. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for me, it looks like Breath of the Wild. Uh, what, when everybody's talking here, I'm listening away. I'm just checking things in the background, and I can confirm, unfortunately, Resident Evil 8 is not coming to Stadia at this time. It is listed for Xbox Series X, PlayStation 5, and PC. So that's what I'm doing in the background here. But with uh, Windbound, I'm actually excited about this game, and I think I'll be picking that up on day one. That's the one thing I like about you, Duncan. You're always in like work mode when it comes to announcements and what's going on. <laughs> you, you can be doing a podcast and also checking what news is out there as well, ready to break live on the podcast. So um, absolutely props to you for that one. So... Uh, yeah, um, so we'll we'll move on from that one, and unless uh, unless anybody else has got anything to add to it, or just visually, it looks really good. Like I love the art style. It's like I like cartoonish art style, anyways, and cel shaded uh, for a lot of reasons. And that's that game looks visually good from the 
10 seconds I've watched on the, on the trailer. <laughs> um, but yeah, it looks like something I would actually buy. So it's by Deep Silver as well, which are obviously the guys behind like your, your Saints Row and stuff like that. Um, so it's not really an indie game either, if you think about it. Um, I, know, I know it yeah. kind of looks like one, but... I'll break some more bad news here. The <laughs> game I was actually talking about in our chat here, the space game, which is called Jet the Far Shore. Again, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and just the Epic Game Store, so no uh, Stadia for that either. So I'm not liking the how things are going here at the moment for the sort of maybe third-party uh, things for Stadia. Sorry, so, um, everybody. Sorry, Duncan McGuire, <laughs> who, who depresses every everybody with like cyberpunk news and Resident Evil news and yeah. everything. I uh, see. Yeah. I'm I'm over the the cyberpunk issue already because I I don't think I was uh, set up in the way that I think a lot of other people were. I was of the mindset that it was never going to come at the same day. Granted, this had nothing to do with the press release, which apparently told everybody a long time ago that it wasn't coming on the same day. But I just, I just had a feeling that something wasn't right about it. But we, I don't think we need to go into this. I think that's uh, it's a matter that we need to kind of let go of. Yes, I think we're doing. Well, it was a talking point, but I mean, I think, I think to be fair, I didn't want to spend too long on it anyway because I know that it's been kind of done to death. Um, and, and I think every single content creator out there in the Stadia community, and even those that aren't in the Stadia community, have picked up on this and done some article about it. So, um, yeah, obviously, I just want to give Duncan a slap on the wrist for ruining everybody's uh, hopes <laughs> and dreams with this one. Also, I do want to point out there is a chance, uh, like, I don't know, like 50% chance that we might be getting the next gen version of Cyberpunk. That could be the reason why it's delayed. Um, mm. it's it really does matter on when the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X uh, announcements for Cyberpunk is announced. If it's day on day with the Stadia version, then it's a good assumption that we're getting the next gen version as well. But again, that's like a 50% chance. The other chance could just be well, you know, Cyberpunk was is a huge game, it's been in development for like over five years, and Stadia development was towards the end of it, so. It, it could go either way. I'm still here. Um, so, yeah, I, I just want to kind of get, like, I don't, like I said, I don't want to spend too much time on this. I just want to get a snapshot um, view from you guys as to what you think regarding the, the press release disappearance and then reappearance with slightly different wording, which actually left us no better off than what it was before. What do you think that was about? For me, it was the word debut was taken off, which I thought was interesting. And it's leading me more into that uh, GeForce now has an exclusive cloud deal in place because I've got the, they made the big song and dance is coming day and date to GeForce now. Plus they have the deal in place with the graphics card as well. So that is my hot bad take uh, regarding that. I think GeForce now have pulled some strings there. Um, I, yeah, I was going to say I agree with Duncan, but I think that the only reason they did it is because they're trying to save face from all of the uh, 
publishers and developers that have pulled out from GeForce now. Whereas with Stadia, we, you know, we're still trying to build them up with GeForce. They, they were dropping like flies. Um, so I, I can, I can understand why they went, Oh, hang on. It's coming late to Stadia anyway. Why don't we throw some more money at it and we'll get exclusive rights or whatever it is. Cause obviously it's not going to be exclusive. Yeah. It's cloud exclusive, I guess. Okay, so uh, we'll kind of move on from this because, like I said, it's been it's been absolutely done to death. Um, so let's move on to some more Stadia news. So we actually got um, a release date for Relicta, um, which uh, it was kind of hidden away on the. If I bring up my screen here. It was the the Escapist Indie Showcase, um, and if if you scroll down, we actually got a release date there for Stadia, Xbox, PlayStation, PC. It looks like it's coming on August the fourth, twenty twenty. So it's in line with the other consoles, which is great. Which is what we like to hear. So uh, anybody excited for this one? I know we've spoke about it in a previous podcast. Um, Duncan, you you look excited for yep. it. Yep, my sort of game, my sort of jam. Uh, with it being the fourth of August, do you think that rules about being a pro game for that month? Because I think a lot of us were thinking that could be a possible pro game. Yes, I, th I think so too. But yeah, I'm really excited for that game. It's it's uh, it's not portal like, but it's the, the the puzzle sort of game which everybody often remotely looks like portal. Everybody says, but yeah, that's the game for me, one hundred percent. Did you like uh, the Turing test? <laughs> I, I love the Turing test. It's really, well, it's not too difficult, but it's the right uh, sort of uh, limit bar. That's a couple of the stupid ones where they're flipping down it and we had to work out things in your head. I go, no, I'm just going to use a puzzle for that with all the different uh, equations. But mm. bar them ones, uh, yeah, I love the Turing test. And 100% of it we're using guides, but we'll mention that part. Cheater, <laughs> cheater. I was actually quite surprised by it. Um, I, I was I was around my uh, my uh, father-in-law's house, and he was like, he basically almost forced me to put Stadia on and just play something. I don't know why. <laughs> I think he wanted me to shut up or something. And uh, I thought, well, I, need, I kind of need to play something. I couldn't be bothered to play anything else, so I just put the Turing test on. And actually, he ended up getting into it as well because he's very puzzle-minded. So he was obviously telling me what to do when I was stuck as well. So I think it was a game we could kind of play together, even though I was only playing. But... It looks like it's going to be fun. I mean, I'm, the Turing test, I've, I've only played the beginning of, and I really enjoyed that, actually. I just haven't got around to playing more of it. But mm. out of the two, I know when they launched the two... Um, Portal was the exact kind of, again, vibe that I was getting from both of those games. They seem similar-ish in some ways. Uh, but I'm looking forward to getting in and actually playing it. Yeah. Then <laughs> it broke. <laughs> so it went down for probably about half an hour or so. Um, nobody could access a game. Anybody that was in a game, they, they eventually got kicked out of the game and it just said you need to reopen the game to carry on playing. Um, we, we also noticed as well that Netflix went down around about the same time, not saying they're related at all, but um, probably just a coincidence. So, yeah, Stadia didn't actually message any 
like Twitter or Facebook or anything to say that there was an outage. In fact, it took the Bungie help Twitter account um, to actually put a notice out saying that Stadia users are having trouble logging in at the moment. So uh, what do you guys think of that? Um, yeah, so for me, oh, that was another one of those annoying issues where Stadia, again, on social media, kind of takes a back step and just like lets everything go through. Um, but like I said, it wasn't until Bungie put out the message that it was like, oh, okay, this is an actual thing then. Um, but yeah, even if Stadia was just there like, yeah, we're just doing some maintenance or just something just to say that they acknowledge that something's going on with Stadia at the moment. Hmm. For me, I think what was going on was the reason Stadia wasn't uh, wasn't saying anything to anyone was because there was an um, uh, incredible amount of damage control going on in the background, and someone high up said to all the PR um, and marketing people, they just went, "Say nothing, do not engage with anyone." <laughs> um, we will get this sorted quickly. And I was speaking to people earlier in Discord when it was happening, and I was saying, "This is just what I what I um, what I think was going on." Is Stadia disabled something that allows you to play? They didn't just shut down the servers because otherwise you wouldn't be able to load um, load the site, um, or not necessarily the site, but there'd be lots of features within the site that wouldn't work, not just the games. But um, I think they disabled something that allows you to play a game, but it doesn't take effect straight away. It, it staggers how it turns everything off. And they were waiting for the player count to hit zero before they did some sort of jiggery in the background. Because we all we know, we know that everyone had the game removed from their account and their transaction history, but uh, I do still have it in my receipts, so they owe me a game. Um, <laughs> and, but you paid them um, for well, yeah, but still. Um, and then I think what happened was as soon as they'd finished that, and they would have been working so hard on that, whatever it was, re removing all this stuff from people's accounts and whatnot and making sure, oh, put this in the right place, put that over in Ubisoft's development section, don't put it in the live store. And then they went, right, we can turn it all back on again. That's what I think happened. I mean, it might not be the case, but yeah. I think you pretty much... That well, that's my take on what's happened. It's just accidentally rolled out to public instead. I was thinking, um, like what happened was, um, the, the slow rollout was that started just before all this disconnection stuff happened. Um, so I was thinking that there was something wrong with the update system that forced people to kick out during the update process because once the Stadia servers went back up everyone started having that experimental tabs and stuff like all that all those features promised today appeared right after the service started coming back so i just think it was a coincidence with uh, the god and monster stuff uh, i think this was just an update system gone wrong yeah um tommy i'm aware you you're uh, wanting to go now so yeah i got i got to head off but um i shall still be listening alongside anyway but um yeah, I will. Uh, I'll catch all you guys later. Hopefully, you enjoy the rest okay. of the show. All right, thanks for later, being guys. here with us. Farewell. Ciao. So, um, one of the things that obviously is glaringly obvious by all of what's happened today is um, just Stadia's lack of communication. Um, we had a game announcement that um, 
Yeah, you know I mean, we didn't get anything in the community blog. Oh, here's Lee, Sea Troops. How you Hello. doing? Hey, I'm not too bad. How are you? Tagging guys? in for Tommy there. Yeah, swapping over. <laughs> so, uh, I can don't I, know if can I, I, I was going to say, can I jump in with my bits of news here, which I have found? Well, uh, yeah, I'll give you two seconds in a minute, Duncan. I just want to say, um, Lee, well, if you've been follow following along, if you've been watching mm -hmm. live, mm -hmm. so if there's anything that we've said that you want to come back to later on, yeah, no worries. Um, feel free to just raise it as well. Yeah, um, I'll do. I'll do. Um, I just want to finish what I was saying about the state of communication, then I'll let Duncan have his uh, time to crush everybody, everybody's hopes and dreams again. <laughs> um, I'm waiting for it. So... <laughs> Yeah, we had a game announcement that Stadia said nothing about. We had a release date which Stadia said nothing about. We had downtime that Stadia said nothing about. We had Duncan stop pulling those faces, man. Um, we had a, a leak which has nothing has been said about. And also, up until today, we'd almost had like two weeks of no communication from Stadia. Now, um, there, there may have been legitimate reasons for that, and I think some people have speculated it might have something to do with like uh, what's going on right now in like the protests in America and stuff like that. Which, if that was the case, that's absolutely fine. But I just think some communication to say that that's what was happening would have been um, preferable, if that makes sense. So, uh, yeah, Duncan, go ahead, ruin everybody's lives. <laughs> Okay, do you want me to start with the slightly positive news or the negative no, news? No, just rip the band-aid. We're in our hopes and dreams. Yes. Pragmata, not listed for Stadia. It is listed for Xbox, PlayStation 5, and PC. Why this one is significant, this is not due until 2022. So... There's no real excuses about oh, it's not it's too it's too close. This game is coming in 2022, so uh, this one is a bit of a shock for me. So there we go. There's hope and hopes and dreams that are killed. Uh, there is a next gen port of Control coming. Have a guess what's happening there? Not coming to Not coming to Stadia. Uh, Deathloop, which wasn't actually, it's made by Bethesda, isn't it? Uh, that is a PlayStation 5 exclusive, but yeah. also coming to PC. And what, I'm not sure if that was actually said during the, the presentation. For me, that was one of the standout games for me. Uh, we'll end with a bit of positivity. Uh, GTA 5 is not just coming to PlayStation 5, it is coming to other consoles as well in an updated form so there's a possibility that we may get gta 5 but a lot of these games are coming out now and saying stadia isn't even being mentioned and this is for me now a concern especially that uh pragmata one because i that had me really intrigued and with it being 2022 that is a real real bombshell for me and I've killed everybody. <laughs> just, just, just end this podcast now, shall we? Yeah. All, all just go home. I thought you were going to end that with GTA 5's announced for Stadia. <laughs> <laughs> no, he could have done that. I, I was just waiting. <laughs> that just lie to us. 
Just lie to us, don't It's announced for other consoles. <laughs> no, they're, no, they're just doing it next generation consoles. Mm. So, they, but they're they're saying consoles rather than console when yeah. they're talking. So yeah. I think there's a well, possible. It's, it's Xbox and Stadia. So yeah. it's Maybe, PlayStation yeah. and Switch too. Yeah. Oh my god! If that game comes <laughs> on Switch and not Stadia, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, so this is, uh, I'm just breaking that, the Capcom news there with uh, that game is actually a real, real shock for me, and it is a concern, that is a big, massive concern, despite my positive article earlier, and this is really, really worrying. Yeah, it doesn't mean that it's not... Yeah, it doesn't mean it's not common. If Stadia is holding this, all this information for Connect, it's a big, massive mistake. I'm telling you that now. They need to be saying this is coming now. What has Xbox done? Literally now, uh, sorry, in the last five minutes, uh, Major Nelson, uh, communication, one of the communication guys there, has retweeted this is coming to Xbox Series X as well, so don't be worrying your knickers about it. So... <laughs> you, you need the, the, the need to get out there and just start talking. If it's coming, they shouldn't be hiding it. But all these press releases which are coming are not mentioning Stadia. See, I have to say, I slightly hope it is being. If it is held back for Stadia, I do hope it is for the Connect, just to be the one odd one out. Uh, just so when we do get the Connect, we get like a massive drop of games and future ex well, not exclusives, but future content. Yeah, so we, we we just have to wait and see uh, what happens at the next connect, I guess. So, yeah, thank you for the for the doom and gloom, Duncan. As always, um, Stadia we do need to buy Rockstar. <laughs> we we do have a section later on where Duncan's going to kind of enlighten us a bit more and try and bring the mood up. Um, so, before we go into that, though, I just want to kind of touch on. Uh, I know I actually had a brief podcast with my uh, father regarding this. Um, he actually debuted on the Stadia Source channel as well because he's a massive Destiny 2 fan, even more so than I am. Um, but we had the Destiny 2 reveal the other day, which uh, obviously revealed the future of Destiny 2. Um, lots of content dropped, such as like um, we've got a new expansion coming called Beyond Light. We've got the season of Arrival, um, which is happening as we speak. We got pre-orders available for Stadia, as I mentioned earlier as, as well. So you can pre-order the expansion Beyond Light. Um, we got uh, information about whether they're going to be making a Destiny 3, for example. And it turns out at this point in time, they are not. They are just going to continue supporting Destiny 2 into 2022 at the very least. So, um, and I know they had that live event, which you you also took part in, Duncan, uh, the the smashing up of the uh the almighty ship so that that whole nine 90 minute event was it or something that could have been shortened into 30 seconds but yeah uh it was a whole lot of nothing with the just the uh, i wrangle just call them fireworks crashing into each other everybody loved my technical terms during this destiny thing megan kelly's uh talking about it the fireworks hitting each other and the spaceship exploding and crashing the earth yeah it was a a whole lot of nothing then just thing it's like a game of PUBG. it's a whole lot of nothing followed by 30 seconds of complete madness so <laughs> <laughs> so i remember the uh, this the destiny twitter they literally uploaded a gif of it and it literally took about 
30 seconds for the entire gift to complete. So, yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed watching you watch it, though, Duncan, because you knew nothing about what was going on, but that was quite entertaining. More so than probably what if, what it would have been if I'd have done um, that kind of live stream. So props to you for that. Uh, anybody else excited for this, or do you think the Destiny kind of ship has sailed? Uh, can I do? I just want to mention something here. I bought the game thinking I could cancel the pre-order. Guess what? You can. Can you? Uh, it's DLC. It's not actually a game, and it gives you it gives you stuff straight off. So if. <laughs> I made a balls and bought that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you've got to play it now. I've got to play it now. Yeah, so just be worried about that. So and normally, obviously, you can cancel a pre-order. So, But because you're getting actual stuff in, in it straight away, I've got some uh, stupid wee doodahs. What are they called? Yeah, you the get wee... an emote, a ghost. Yeah. yeah. That's how they <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Um, to add to that, Dan, if it was just a pre-order, the way that they've done it, they actually breach their own terms of um, terms of terms and conditions or whatever it is. I was uh, asking Duncan about it because in their terms and conditions, it says that um, if you pre-order anything, that they will email you to let you know that you've pre-ordered, and they won't take the money until the um, until the stuff. The, the game or whatever it is that you've pre-ordered is available. Um, and that's why I was like, well, hang on, why have they taken the money straight away then? But as Duncan said, it's because they also, which is very sneaky in my opinion, they also give you a little bit of crap um, so that you've got access to it right now. And that's how they've gotten around that. Mm -hmm. Lee, are you into Destiny at all? or I, I, I do enjoy Destiny too, but... Yeah. As I said on Twitter the other day, I watched that the the second reveal. The, I did watch bits of Duncan's one. I was dropping in and out, and I thought that was just boring as anything. But <laughs> not you, Dun not you, Duncan. The reveal. Keep <laughs> um, lying. And, it, and it, it made me excited to play Destiny Two and get back into it. But as I said on Twitter, when I go into Destiny Two, I have no idea what's going on. I have absolutely not a clue what I'm doing. I think I've you know. seen someone write somewhere that like the the trailers for Destiny make you want to play Destiny, but playing yeah. Destiny makes you not want to play Destiny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> sums up better than that. Yeah, exactly. They should put that in the description of the game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I tend to come in in and out of the game. To be fair, I mean, I, I go hard for a little bit and then. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, it's only for a little bit, so it's fine. Yeah, and then, and then I go soft again um, after <laughs> playing it for a certain period of time. So, um, one thing I noticed, by the way, is I actually forgot to do this on the bloody event reveal day, but um, the the player count on Destiny hasn't really shifted. It's gone up by one thousand. Yesterday, I get yesterday's figures, um, but it was 7,000, 7,000, 7,000, 7,000, and then today it's gone eight and a half thousand. So, you know, and there's only 400 people bloody doing raids every single day. No wonder I could never get anyone to do them with me. To be fair, I think with, with, the, with this drop at the moment, there hasn't really been that much content 
I think you may see that number increase when the Beyond Light comes out. Yeah. Um, because this is just another season, if you think about it. It just it only has a few missions and a few new weapons and stuff like that. It's not a full blown expansion with like a new world and stuff like that. So, um, cross platform will help it as well when that comes. But I think that's twenty twenty one, isn't it? It's not going to be anytime yeah. soon, is it? Yeah. So this isn't so much Stadia news, but I think it's worth mentioning anyway because it it does kind of affect Stadia in some way. So I don't know whether you guys are aware, but um, Destiny 2 is about 100 and... I can't remember the exact figure, but it's between 120 or 150 gigabytes or something on on PlayStation and Xbox, just because there's that many expansions and that much content that is getting to the point where it's filling up most people's hard drives and they don't want to make the game bigger than it already is because it's going to start taking the piss even more than it already is. So what they're planning to do is kind of re recycle some of the content from, from the previous Destiny and bring it up to date with the current Destiny, but then also retire some of the content that's in Destiny 2 at the moment um, and put it in something called the Vault. So it's, it's not entirely gone completely, but it's just some of the less popular missions and the less popular weapons and armor and stuff like that, it will go in a vault and then you may or may not ever be able to play it again. It depends on what, what the public thinks. So that way they can kind of cut out some of the content on Destiny and still support it into 2022, but without making the game absolutely massive in terms of file size. So obviously us stadiums don't have to worry about that because we don't have, um, we don't have to worry about storage space, but do you guys think that's that's a, a good thing or? Um, I mean, we haven't even started next gen, and there's already storage problems, <laughs> and they're trying to figure out solutions already. And this, well, th this obviously affects Stadia as well. Like, yes, we can get any size game, and there's no downloading updates. But if other consoles are being cut down, then we are also taking that suffer as well. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, it's good because uh, we've already been confirmed that, for example, if you were a Destiny 1 player, you might remember the, the Cosmodrome, which was uh, like a, an explorable area, um, probably one of the first places you actually go to in Destiny. And you also had the uh, the Vault of um, Glass raid as well, which to, to this day is probably most people's raid of choice in terms of um, the amount of fun that you can have in a raid. And, and I know I spoke about it with my father as well. Uh, a lot of people don't really ever get to the raids in Destiny and they make their minds up about Destiny before they get to the raids. And in my opinion, the raids is what sets Destiny apart from most other games. They are so much fun. They can be annoying as hell, but if you get it right, they can be so much fun. Um, so them bringing back older content from Destiny 1 is actually going to keep the game fresh, in my opinion, because... A lot of people obviously have come to Destiny 2 purely because it was on Pro for Stadia. They didn't play Destiny 1. Um, so they're missing out on an, an entire game's worth, about four years' worth of content. Um, and obviously at the start of Destiny 2, if you, if you were a Destiny 1 player, you actually lost all of, your, um, all of your weapons and all of your powers and stuff like that, and you have to regain them. So obviously to, for them to make a Destiny 3, they would kind of have to do that thing again where you lost all your weapons and start fresh, and they don't want people to have to do that. So Yeah, 
the Destiny 2, uh, what's it called, the fault is going to be interesting going forward. The, I think, uh, you, did you discuss that uh, uh, during your show, which uh, I was watching that this could be a seven point for Stadium. They could just have everything in rotation on Stadia because there's actually no uh, storage requirements. So it could be trying to push uh, Stadia as the, the best place to play, just like the Elder Scrolls Online could be the best place for, for games to play, uh, for, for that game to play online because no storage spaces and it's all across a platform bang as well. So yeah, I think we've got some interesting things going. Have I just killed the mood before these bad news stories? Because everybody seems like, no. Yeah. <laughs> what what I do want to do then is uh, kind of moving away from Destiny. I want to give a uh, uh, gem a chance to shine. Um, you are our guest after all today. So I want to kind of talk about what you found regarding the store lists um, on Stadia. Mm. So obviously. Um, Way back when we were kind of early days of Stadia, I think the uh, the the website had just come out on on Google Chrome, so you could browse the store list and stuff like that. Um, I actually found quite a lot of uh, store listings on um, Stadia, so things like, for example, pre-orders and demos and stuff like that. Um, and then Gem went and found a load more, didn't you? So, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I just uh, I saw. I saw your content last year, actually, um, and it's something that I've always uh, monitored because it ended at like forty or something like that. Yeah, and I've always monitored. Okay, when is forty-one coming out or whatever? <laughs> and if it, it came out like a few weeks ago, and I noticed that the error page was different, so I knew that something was coming. And I, I was just looking through the source code and everything, and then I realized, oh, if I just refresh. I can actually see the title of the head page for for a second, so I just stop it there, and then from there I went all the way to a hundred, and I didn't even stop there. Um, I realized that Google has like this system where one thousand means like topics of the games, like uh, adventure, action, puzzle, and so on, and then three thousand one was wish list. Then you got like five thousand, no, four thousand is companies. And then five thousands are like special game events. Like the last one is PUBG, and I'm just monitoring what was coming up after that. <laughs> um, so yesterday or the day before, I found out that from the game category section, which is in the one thousands, there's yeah. like there's one called classic games. I thought that one was interesting. Because um, what does a classic game even mean? Because we got Dragoon Panzer, and that's a, that's a game from the mid-90s. But yeah. the version we're playing on is like a remaster that was for the Switch, and then it got ported to Stadia. Does that count as a classic game, or is that just a remaster? And if it doesn't count as a classic, then what are the classic games? Then what are we getting in the future? Um, another one that caught my interest was MOBA. There is absolutely no games uh, for Stadia that has MOBA. Like, we don't have any MOBA games. We don't know any MOBA games in the future. Uh, but obviously, they created a store section for MOBA games. So at some point, I'm hoping maybe this year, I would assume it's this year, we will be hearing at least one MOBA game. I highly doubt it's going to be League of Legends or Dota 2 or Heroes of Storm. It's going to be like some 
probably an indie company making a mobile game. It could even be a first title from Google. We don't know. Um, and then another one was Dating Simulator. <laughs> Again, we don't know any games that fit that description. There is no Dating Simulator. Um, and I was looking into this further, and uh, for some reason... I think we're going to get Dream Daddy. <laughs> I don't know why I came to that conclusion, but I keep thinking Dream Daddy is the game that we're going to get on Stadia. Um, and, you know, there was other stuff like um, trials and demos. Like there was more expansion on that. Like, oh, uh, what was it? It was like Play After You Demo or something. I forgot what the title was. It was like no, play playing or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was something like that, and that just that obviously just means you're playing the you play the demo or a trial, and then it takes you to like the store section will say, "Hey, you tried this game? Why don't you buy it? Uh, if you liked it." Um, so there's like a lot of quite cool store listings in there. Um, so one of them is Summer Game Sale, and where we're in summer basically in like a week um so i think that's the first thing we're gonna see like summer game sale this year i don't think they created that for next year but yeah we're we're all just waiting for the connect like we're just hoping at the end of the day we're just hoping this next connect that we're gonna get in summer we're just hoping that it's gonna be big it's gonna like there was nothing wrong with the previous connects but i will be disappointed if it's um, if it's the same like amount uh and same like uh, stuff we're getting because everyone is showing their uh, big guns if you will every company every uh, gaming company and every platform right now in the summer game fest they're showing their big uh, announcements and stuff they're giving it all so i ex i honestly expect the same thing from google with this next connect and if it is weak then that is going to be a huge hit on stadia and i truly believe that so I just want to bring up the article here as well. Um, it, you can find this on Stadia Source, but I highly urge you to obviously check out the um, the original video from Jem here. Um, here's here's some of the um, I don't know if you can see them. I'll try and zoom in for you. So you mentioned like we've got summer deals coming as well. We've got um, Black Friday deals, holiday deals, uh, back to school, New Year. Um, so yeah, the, there's obviously lots of sales on the on the horizon as well. I know there's a few people that are, have been asking about um, sales recently. I think we we get one on every single video at the moment asking about sales, and unfortunately we don't know when those sales are going to be yet. But uh, it's, it's nice to see that they're there. Um, whether we will see, you know, what I mean, sales soon it remains to be seen because it like you said it could be for next year for example or it could just be a placeholder in case they end up doing one which they may not um so buy it again that was a i want to touch on that one is with you as well so that to me and i think you said the same gem as well but correct me if i'm wrong is for example if you if you asked for a refund for a game yeah i came to the same conclusion but then other people made different assumptions that also made sense like someone said that it could just be your stadia pro subscription maybe it expired and it's like hey do you want to buy it again or or it could be like PUBG gold or whatever like microtransactions but i don't know i don't think google would do microtransactions as in like would you buy it again but stadia pro subscription makes sense to me but 
my original uh conclusion was it's it's probably like refunds like would you buy the game again that you refunded before yeah um, maybe if an update came out or something to it yeah which makes it better uh now that i'm looking at the list actually there was another interesting one which was weekly sales that's something mm-hmm. we haven't actually had um we we might have like i remember a few months ago we did actually keep having like weekly sales like every yeah. week we had new sales but this one is literally a category where it it basically suggests that we're going to have this one section where we're going to have like a weekly rotation of sales like i don't think these are going to be like you get one sell on like let's say monday uh it's not going to last for like three weeks or anything i think these are going to be like hot week sales like it's going to be from monday to sunday and if you miss it then there's going to be a new rotation on monday for yeah. example that's what i think is going to happen with that okay um adam you've got news apparently uh, yeah, so I have just sent the link to the article in the uh, Slack. Um, uh, as Jem was explaining his finds, and honestly, this guy is doing some incredible investigative journalism. Um, I'm, I'm surprised blushing. we haven't. I'm surprised we haven't pilfered you yet. Um, <laughs> I had a notification on my phone from The Verge. And it says all Google Assistant devices will be able to tell who's talking to them. You might be thinking, what's that got to do with Stadia? Let's not forget Google Assistant is in Stadia. It's coming to Chrome. We know it's coming to Chrome. They announced it. It was actually already meant to be here. It was announced as a Q1 feature. And um, it says that they are going to be bringing them to uh, the voice recognition. So, for example, I've got a Google Home. Thank God it's not here because otherwise it'd probably be going crazy. Um, and if I said, um, if I say it, my bloody phone's going to go off. If I said, <laughs> Google, um, what's my name? It'll say, hi, your name is Adam. If my partner says the same question, then Google go, hi, your name's Zach. If I say set a reminder for, I don't know, to do the washing in the morning, it will pop up on my phone. If Zach does it, it will pop up on his phone. Now, our Stadia accounts are linked to our Google Assistant accounts. It's all one big ecosystem. I think what will be coming very soon is for the ability for me to say, Google, um, play... Destiny 2, and it loads my account on Destiny 2, on whatever it is. Um, and if my partner was to do it, or if someone else was to do it, it would load their account on their game. And that might work really well with family sharing as well when that comes. Does anyone else have any speculation about it? What what we could, um, what this could mean if we have voice activated, um, voice activated, voice uh, yeah, match? I was always worried that, for example, if you were playing a game and you'd got one of those Google Homes, that someone could just walk in and say, okay, Google, play, whatever, and it would kick you out of your game, you know what I mean, without even saving, uh, without even asking you, um, and then load the new game up. So this could be a good way, for example, to say, well, say if your partner says play a game whilst you're playing, it might go, well, hang on a minute, Adam's playing at the moment, so... You know what I mean? I don't want to kick him off to, to let your partner play. 
without obviously verifying first that that's something that you want to be able to do. And, may, and maybe you can turn it off and on per person as well. So you can say, yeah. I only want you to, to load said game on my Stadia when I say it. If anybody else says it, just ignore them. Yeah. I also think that we need to be able to turn off the stop keyword for Google because I'm fed up of telling it to stop. For example, I might have music playing on my Google Home whilst I'm playing on Stadia, and I'll say okay google stop and it will turn the the stadia off and leave the music running and i'll be there going for god's sake i was in the middle of bloody i was plowing my bloody fields then by the way um, next time that happens just try just saying stop without the hey keyword part because i realized that when i play music I could just say stop, and it actually just stops without saying, hey, keyword. Oh, I didn't know that. I know they've done that with the timers. I know they introduced that because he told me, he said, oh, you don't have to say anymore. I was like, oh, okay. But, yeah, I'll definitely try that out. Uh, it'll, still, it'll still stop me from plowing my fields. <laughs> um, see, two things that I had about the assistant is when it's on the phone, I love it. But when I got the Google Home Mini a while ago, um, no matter what I'd say, it would always pick up on both my phone and the mini rather than choosing one over the other. Um, but for me, I've while it can be handy having an assistant for Stadia, personally, I don't see it as a big thing when I can just put my phone out and have a quick Google while I'm still playing. Um, speaking about that voice matching thing, uh, we can take it further and implement it into the games itself. Like we already know that Stadia has AI where you can tell, you can give it words and the AI will react to whatever word you gave it to. But we can take this into the next level where it can recognize your voice and maybe you're playing a multiplayer game and you're giving out one, like player A is giving out one voice, uh, one voice command into the game and then player two is shouting at a different word and then the game is able to tell who's player one, player two just from the voice and adding it to the AI and whatever. That'd be incredible. And then link it with um, Chimera. That'd be like PlayLink without your phones. Link Just it to what, spoken. Duncan? Project? Mm -hmm. Chimera? Oh. Yes! I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> so, uh... Uh, speaking of which, I, I, I want to say bye to Jim and thank you for joining. Uh, us here, I am going to leave and bring in someone who Dan can uh, talk about. Because Dan's going to talk it. Is Ash still awake down there? Has a boy? Yes. I've been <laughs> awake the whole time. I thought, I, I thought I was awake for Henry Hank again. And we, uh, I will go and uh, let our new person come on board here. So I will. Say bye, everybody. Uh, as your gob shout, so that's <laughs> <ask> me away. <laughs> bye, Duncan. Bye. See ya. Good right. Race. So, uh, basically, um, we've got a new person that's going to be joining us on uh, on the podcast now and also on Stadia Source as well. And I'd like to introduce you to Avery, um, who's going to be one of our reviewers on the site. How are you doing, Avery? Good. Uh, I'll say good evening. I know it's a little bit later where you guys are. Uh, I'm on the east coast of the United States, so hello from <laughs> across the pond. Hey. 
So I had no idea you were going to be jumping in today, but it's, it's nice to see you. Um, we've Neither not actually I. formally announced you on the website yet, so uh, this is kind of breaking news, if you if you like. Um, oh. So yeah, how, how are you? How are you finding Stadia as, as a whole? I uh, Stadia has been a fantastic experience for me because I am I am the person whose last real like console other than the Switch was the PlayStation Two I had in college. So uh, to be able to play these games that have come out, you know, everybody, oh, we've already played Assassin's Creed. I didn't. I've never played Odyssey. We've already played Final Fantasy XV. I didn't, and I've wanted to for years. So <laughs> to to finally be able to, to get in and actually play these things on Stadia and for them to be solid and I can play them on any device I want. And uh, I'm a little bit of a fanboy, a little bit of a fanboy. Uh, I am loving it and have been very happy so far great it's great to have you with us on the team as well uh, i know you yet to to start like writing some reviews and stuff for us on the website but looking forward to kind of seeing uh, what content you can produce for us so yeah um exciting we've only got a couple more things left to really talk about um one of which was actually something that duncan was, was supposed to be talking about but um obviously he can't now so i we will do it in his place that's not a problem at all um one thing i want to get gems take on as well is um the razor kishi which um is a handheld device that you can plug your mobile phone right. into yeah um i'm getting mine tomorrow apparently according to razor even though i got shipped from <laughs> hong kong yesterday but i'm glad to see how that's going to work out tomorrow um i'm also planning to somehow record it but the thing is, I use my phone to record stuff, so I'm trying to figure out what the how am I going to record my phone. Um, but anyways, what this Razer Kishi is, is it's basically like turning your phone into a Nintendo Switch. Basically, you have like these, um, think of Joy-Cons, but they're not actually wireless, they're wired to each other. Yeah. And you can pull them like left and right and just slip your phone in there. And the awesome part is... Um, you need Android eight and above, and it works like plug and play. I don't, I don't think you download any apps or anything, and it works plug and play. Uh, I think. Don't quote me on that. And the thing is, it can work on uh, Android games. It can work on GeForce Now. It can work on XCloud, and more importantly, it can work on Stadia. And I can't wait to try this out tomorrow. Um, the cost for this uh, in the UK. I think it was £85, something like that. And Oh, it says it on the site, actually, $80 if you're in the US. Yeah. I think it was £85 in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and more features about it. It's wired only. It has a USB-C port on the bottom, so you can charge your phone while you're gaming. So it really is like a Nintendo Switch uh, that, like, that for your mobile and basically... For your for Stadia, that's how I see it, and I just can't wait to play this tomorrow. Oh, you got the clickable buttons as well, the L3 and R3, they're clickable. Uh, yeah. You got the triggers. Um, it's pretty much like an Xbox controller uh, type of layout. Um, and the, the colors are all jumbled. I've just noticed that might be confusing. Yeah, <laughs> and that's about it, really, with the Kishi. It, just can't wait to try it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have to get a follow up on that. Um, you, you will, you'll probably do one on your on your channel anyway, won't you? So, uh, um, yeah, I'll everybody try go and check <laughs> out check out uh, Steady Gems uh, 
YouTube channel tomorrow for that. Follow yeah, if you so. check my uh, channel out, if you want to see my hairy arms <laughs> on the Kishi. <laughs> so uh, we've got a few people just uh, saying hi, hi to you there, Avery. So thank you, um, thank you. Yeah, it definitely looks like. I mean, you you get the Switch vibes from it right <laughs> away, um, and I do. It's. It, uh, you muted yourself. Of course, I muted. That's how I make my debut: is just talking randomly into the into space. Doing a Duncan, that is. <laughs> See, that's why I got this lot. Uh, it definitely. I mean, the switch vibes are instantaneous, um, but it's it's also interesting. You've got the upper left, lower right, which I noticed on the touch controls that released today as well. They did the same thing: upper left stick, lower right stick. Despite the fact they didn't want to do that on the controller. Um, so I'm sure this will make this will make a lot of people happy that kind of prefer that swapped out layout. So anybody else here picking one of them up other than Jim? Not at that price tag, absolutely <laughs> not. I've got two Stadia controllers that I can use with my phone. I've got touchscreen controls. I've got a, two PS4 controllers, and I could pick up a Steam controller if I wanted to. I I can't uh, justify the expense. Just to play it on my phone when I, I bought an Orsley clip, you know, I'm happy with that. I don't need, I don't need an eighty-five pound uh, uh, joystick. Yeah. Do you think this will be more about like portability, for example? Because this, like you can see in this here, it, it can fold down into quite a small package. So therefore, you know what I mean, if you wanted to take your phone out somewhere with you and just just kind of pull it out, put your phone in, and away you game. Do you not think it's um, going to be decent for that? Can, I'm just going. I'm going to answer that question with a question. Okay, okay. Have you ever been out uh, playing a game on your phone with a with a controller? Or I've had things that are a little bit like that, where you pull them out and um, I don't know what they're called, but you know, you mount your phone inside them. Have you ever been out doing something like that and not had funny looks? Uh, <laughs> I don't think it really matters what you've got. In, in terms of portability, everyone's going to look at you and be like, what are you doing? Yeah, but I think, I think it's when it comes to the Switch, it's, it's kind of it's not as frowned upon, if you know what I mean. I mean it's I've, a known I've quantity. Switch here. Yeah. People know what you're doing, so... Yeah. Maybe you're just getting funny looks in general, not because of what you're doing. <laughs> maybe. As opposed to having the claw where it's... That I think that would give you more, you know, if you're on the train, the bus, whatever, that's going to be a little more. And hey, maybe that's a perfect opportunity for somebody to say, what is that? And I don't know if I really want strangers talking to me on the train, but it's an option. <laughs> yeah, it gives you a chance to, to obviously sell Stadia as potential new person as well. So Yeah, um, uh, I'm not going to lie. Mostly, I'm just gonna use it while I'm in the bathroom, and I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to bring my Stadia controller and a claw thing, plastic wrapped around my phone. Uh, that was the main reason why I bought it, and I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Honesty is the best policy. <laughs> well, it's fascinating that the Jungle Cat is still on sale, and it's on Amazon right now for ninety nine ninety nine US. So it is more expensive. A couple of years old, and it's, I guess it's Bluetooth as opposed to the USB-C, but uh, that's kind of fascinating. Lee, are you partaking in one? If it was to drop in price and a sale, maybe, <laughs> I think. 
But like Adam said, yeah, I mean, I've got you know two Stadia controllers. I've got two Xbox One controllers. I've got a PS4 controller. Um, you know, I bought the Orsley Grip as well, which is fantastic. It's absolutely brilliant. So yeah. thanks to Adam for the the tip on that one. Um, so if it if it is if it was in sale and dropped in price a lot, yeah, maybe maybe. And Ash, I'm not going to ask you because you're poor and. You, you can't afford things. Oh, like that. great one, great. No, that, that's why they call you peasant boy, is it? I'm a lord, goddammit. <laughs> Just you wait. Or break your Xbox that you never use, or I'll sell it. Um, Aren't you a mayor soon as well, Ash? No, that's when I can next go to America, which with everything going on, probably won't be for a while. But that is next. Um, no, for me, I'm not a huge fan of the idea of having it like that. I do prefer just having it attached to the controller and just being able to play like that. Absolutely. So uh, so moving on then, I think this is probably going to be our last topic for the evening, unless anybody else has got anything they want to touch on. I know, obviously, like Lee and Avery were late to the, the podcast, so I'll give you guys a chance to kind of go over anything that you might have missed that we've spoke about. Um, but that was Duncan's article about the five reasons to be positive about Stadia. Um, we've had a lot of uh, doom and gloom recently um, <laughs> regarding Stadia. So Duncan actually went and uh, kind of put down his thoughts on five things that we can be positive about Stadia to try and lighten the mood up. And a lot of people messaged him saying, thank you. This is kind of what we needed right now. Um, so... Obviously, I just want to touch on these quickly and then we can go and get anybody's thoughts if they want to add anything to it. So the first is obviously where Crater coming to Stadia, which we've, we've, we've spoken about before on the podcast as well. Um, the, the tool that you'll be able to use to create your own games within Stadia. Um, and obviously, you can play them, share them with your friends and even potentially sell them at one point um, as well. So... Uh, any, any of you guys that haven't already spoken on the podcast about this, have you got any thoughts on Crater? Where you can sell your levels? What, what can you sell? So they, someone asked, um, obviously you're aware of what Crater is and the fact that you yeah. can create your own games and stuff. So if it gets to the point where something that you've created would, is actually something that people would want to um, to pay money for, you can actually sell your creations in like a sort of in-game marketplace. Oh. Um, it isn't going to be there at launch um, and obviously I think they've got to work the ins and outs of things like commission and stuff like that So, um, but they have confirmed that's something they're looking into as well Yeah, I remember they also mentioned that they're doing a tournament or something or a leaderboard yeah, The prize where, fund Yeah, yeah. that's it, where if you come first you get $5,000 I think it was and then I worked I worked out that converts into 41 years of Stadia Pro, so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go for that. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's my goal. That, that's when they turn around and say they're not giving you in cash; they're giving it in you in Stadia Pro membership. <laughs> Crater bucks. <laughs> I think just the opportunity the 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 prize fund itself is gonna be one of those things where either my my concern with Crater was it looks super cool. But it's only going to be as useful as there are people to build something on it who dive in and do something with it. So yeah. Crater could either crater or it could end up as like, did you see this thing and YouTube videos and this crazy game where people, you know, do stuff in Little Big Planet or um, 
dreams that they make these insane things. And if we get people who are maybe a little Lua savvy and who maybe a little design and they start making crazy things uh, on Krata, hopefully things that don't replicate other IP and get struck, but uh, that's going to be, that's could almost be bigger for Stadia than a lot of other you know, we know we're going to get the games. We know we're going to get the EA stuff and the Madden and the FIFA and the Jedi and all that stuff. But when somebody comes out with this, you can only do this on Stadia thing, like some of the stuff we've seen on Minecraft that people build or, uh, you know, or Little Big Planet. That's going to be a game changer for Stadia. And the fact that they're putting a check behind it uh, makes it like a little bit more likely. Uh, don't forget also, um, Andy Morphs in the community is also running a 48-hour game jam where I believe there's going to be various members of the uh, Stadia content community, content creator community, um, coming together to create some sort of game in Creator. Um, I am part of that as well. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have signed up as well. Um, I have no idea how useful I'm going to be because I've never used LuaScript or obviously I've never used Crater as well. So I could be really useful or I could be really, really rubbish. So we'll see. We'll see on the night. So, uh, yeah. Um, anybody else got anything to add before we move on to the next one? No. Nope. Just looking nope. forward to Crater. And, um, <laughs> if you don't know, uh, to the people watching, Crater is uh, going to be free for Stadia Pro members. And you can purchase it as a Stadia base member if you like. So the next thing Duncan uh, touches on is obviously all the features that we're going to get um, with Stadia. Um, and I think he, he goes on to say things like um, the fact that we, we've got no patches, no hard disk space, things we've already talked about in this podcast as well. Um, things like Stream Connect, which we're starting to see more and more of in games as well. And some of the uh, the features that we haven't yet got on Stadia, such as crowd play, crowd choice, um, all, all those type of things, or being able to stream directly to YouTube, for example, which I'm guessing is by the fact that we, we tried to uh, upload the Gods and Monsters thing earlier is actually going to be probably more of a curse than a blessing in some, some cases. Um, anything to add to that one, guys? That's all. Yeah, the no patches thing. That's I don't know if you guys saw. Was it today about Call of Duty Modern Warfare and the patch size? Yeah, do, uh, Tommy was 80, on about that. Well. Eighty-four gigabyte, and yeah. you know it was that big. It's, it it was a trend on Twitter. So you know, <laughs> and then That's it turned funny. out, and then it turned out it was actually an, an an error, some sort of a bug or something. It shouldn't have the patch size shouldn't have been that big on xbox in yeah. the first place but you know with stadia no patches we don't have to you know we won't have to worry about that i used to play uh warzone on pc um and i was enjoying it a lot and the thing is i never realized about the updates on the downloads because they're always in the background but when i start the game it's always doing like this five minute shader install <laughs> and it's just it annoyed me to the point where it's like yeah, i'm just gonna uninstall this it's not even worth it um and that's only and five minutes is actually a blessing apparently because uh, i have a decent pc most people who don't who aren't fortunate enough to have a, a pc like that they they wait like 15 or 20 minutes i found out and at that point yeah, i have no patience to launch a game and wait 20 minutes at the menu um so yeah i would have uninstalled that ages ago <laughs> 
So, uh, so other things that I'm kind of going to speed through these as well because um, I realise. Well, Adam, you you've got to go, haven't you now? So uh, we're losing Adam as well. We're, we're proper like circling through the team today. <laughs> yeah, it's getting a bit late for me, so I'm going to have to. Uh, I'm going to have to head off. It's great uh, speaking to you all, Avery. Nice to meet you, Jem. Uh, nice to speak to you too. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I shall see you all in the next one probably. Good night. <laughs> Bye, Adam. Oh. Good night. So, so yeah, I, I kind of whipped through these ones a bit quicker. So, uh, obviously, we've got um, Ubisoft, the likes of like um, Uplay Plus coming, as well as obviously the fact that Ubisoft is probably one of the biggest supporters of Stadia um, in terms of development studios at the moment. Um, so, we've got games coming from them to look forward to, like Ghost. Um, sorry, what was it? It was. Uh, Rainbow Six, sorry, uh, the quarantine and potentially Siege as well. Um, we've got the Project Chimera and semantic um, markup language. So that's obviously um, kind of allowing people to create massive, um, persistent online worlds with um, very little code um, because it basically uses artificial intelligence in order to boost productivity when it comes to these type of games. Uh, and obviously, we've got the the investments in Stadia Studios. So obviously, um, we've got Stadia have, have invested in various studios, including ones like in in Canada. Um, and obviously, we're going to be seeing the the fruits of their labor. Well, hopefully, quite soon. To be fair, so any of you guys want to touch on any of those three points before we uh, kind of wrap this up? Or um, the Ubisoft thing, they might not be a partner anymore after the, after what happened <laughs> with the girls and monsters i wouldn't blame them <laughs> um but no i think they would continue to be partners and ubisoft is just amazing on stadia they're doing a great job and fantastic and i wish all the other game companies would take uh take a note from ubisoft yeah. um regarding um what was the last point it was the investment part yeah. um i think we should honestly see at least one first party title in the next connect like i think it's time um because they've had over a year of development obviously i'm not expecting the game to come out this year but i don't know stadia if you're watching you need to put put down at least one first party title because um everyone every other game company is showing their best and it's your time to shine if if like this is so important like your next connect is going to be the key for this year and just take it serious i don't know what, what else to say <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and one of the i mean a couple of the trailers in the escapist and in the ps5 today were coming 2022 so if they're already you know those screens are not going to be the same in two years but if there's something close enough to show uh a, a 15 second teaser trailer as a one more thing at the end and flash a stadia games and entertainment logo on the end of it. That's going to be enough to at least reinforce to the community that they are, they are investing. They are going to care. And if it says 2022, then we know they're in this for at least two more years. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so. I agree with Jim and Avery there. I think that we need to see some exclusives and, sooner rather than later because it's you know we saw ps5 tonight there were some great looking games coming um and xbox 
you know, okay, they're going to be, I think July, their event's going to be showcasing some of their first party games, but I think they own about 15 first party studios now or something like that. And, they, and they've all been working on games for a few years now. Some of them, we haven't even got any clue what they're working on. My concern for Stadia is that they set up some of their first party studios quite late in the day, if you know what I mean. It was, yeah. you know, I think they set up the first one just before Stadia launched, and then the other sort of followed, you know, two months, three months after it launched. And it takes time to make these games, and if they want to make some big AAA games, it just does concern me that they could come a little too late. And they've only bought the one in Typhoon Studios. Granted, I have to imagine there are contracting discussions happening uh, with other smaller ones that haven't already been picked up by Sony or uh, or Xbox. Thank goodness Nintendo doesn't buy everybody in the world to make games. <laughs> See, I'm really hoping with the Connect that's when they'll do the big announcements for the games that's coming to everything but us. Um, but if they don't, then I do feel we'll just get pushed under the carpet and forgotten about in the gaming kind of sense. Yeah. So I guess it all kind of hangs on on the next connect whenever that comes. We know it's coming at summertime, but um, we don't have an official date yet. So and, and like I said, Stadia have been quite radio silent up until recently. So um, we're probably not going to get an official date for that anytime soon. I don't think. But um, unless there's anything else you guys want to want to add to what we've uh, talked about today, um, I'm going to yeah, go ahead and wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it's been it. great having you here as well yeah likewise thanks so for letting me in at the last minute there <laughs> <laughs> um yeah definitely go and check out obviously uh gem stadia's youtube channel um and and twitter you can plug them if you like now gem sorry oh plug, I... your, plug your social media oh all right um i'm on twitter um on youtube just youtube gem stadia i don't really care <laughs> um i'm just happy to be here i just actually i do want to say one thing um i really like i mean i'm new to this like um this community with stadia i have been making yeah. stadia videos for a long time but i'm new to like being part of this stadia community and it it i love it it just feels like a family like it we're quite small but we, we all know each other and it's like a family and it reminds me of like those uh, back in the day when I used to play World of Warcraft, and when you had your guild, you know that was your family, that was your bond. Uh, you you even like expanded outside of WoW and just um, talk about real life stuff. And then, uh, but that's a guild in a video game. But this is a whole platform, and there is like there is so much stuff coming for Stadia in the future, and we're all going through that together, and we're ma we're just making it through every week with all these content videos and i remember a few months ago uh, you guys did i wasn't even included in this uh you guys did like this weekly uh event where people are playing like 40 player grid mode uh next day let's play this game next day play that game like all you're all like uh working together making sure stadia succeed and i've never seen a community like this for any platform and i just I, from the bottom of my heart I love it so much, and I'm glad that I finally joined into this community. Yeah, well, hopefully, on uh, you're referring to the Stadia Super Saturdays. Um, I guess so. I don't know what the I don't, I didn't even know what's still <laughs> going on. Actually, this was a few months ago. <laughs> yeah, so we had we had like a 24 hour event where literally 
we we divided the the day up into hour slots, and we had someone streaming in every single hour of the day for the whole twenty four hours. Yeah. Um, so was, who yeah. knows? You could be part of the next one. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm lazy in general. <laughs> I'll, I'll you only have to do as a you only have to do an hour. So. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I'll stream so, um, from the bathroom. As long as there's no camera, that's all we care about. <laughs> no, don't worry. Um, there's a reason why I don't have webcam on right now. It's because uh, your antivirus softwares can't handle <laughs> my face. <laughs> <laughs> that's why peasant boy there has not got his on as well. Screw <laughs> you. <laughs> so um, I'm just going to go ahead and give a big shout out to all of our patrons as well, as we usually do at the end of the show. Um, big thanks to all of you who support the uh, the website and, and the YouTube channel. Um, it's letting me scroll for some reason. That's nice. Um Try the arrow keys. decided to, to do a not responding on me, but great. Um, can can you guys hear me still? Because yep. you've yeah. all frozen. Yep. Yep. Oh. Yeah, okay. The Firefox is just being stupid. But um, yeah, every single one of you who supports us on uh, on Patreon is... Uh, oh, there we go. It's decided to catch up. Um, you mean the absolute universe to us that um, you, that you want to help us. And obviously all, all of the donations that we get go straight back into the site as well. Um, so massive thank you to all of you guys. And, and if you're looking to become a patron, well, there are some perks that you can get along with it. Um, if you just look at the bottom of any Stadia Source page, there is a link to become our patron at the bottom there. So, um, yeah, that's that's the show for the evening. So, um, thank you all for, for joining us tonight. Um, Jem, thank you for, for joining us. Avery, thanks for dropping in at the last minute and introducing yourself. We will introduce you shortly on, on the website to, to everyone as well. So I hope you guys have had fun. I hope everybody in, in the chat's had a good evening. I have now. <laughs> Blimey, it's and, uh, midnight. <laughs> I know, it's midnight here. Yeah, yeah, I've had 7 o'clock. So. I don't know what y'all are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's sunlight. Days just starting for you. <laughs> so yeah anybody else want to say anything before we leave before i close this up happy no, to be here thanks for thanks for having <laughs> me I'm happy to be here see you guys cool. in the next one <laughs> yeah all right see you guys bye-bye farewell humans <laughs>